Welcome to Courageous Conversation with Teresa W. Gamble, powered by Carcia Resource Professional Consultant. Welcome back to Courageous Conversations. Me and Mr. Gamble, we're keeping it live and keeping it real in no- for this month of November. But this episode, we're going to talk about something that's natured for both of us. It's about the worship life. You know, I always talk often on social media about we must make time to pause and pray. And a lot of us are streaming and watching and doing ministry online, you know, for some of our favorite icon, um, faith-based leader speakers and some of our local people and some of our state people. But once you turn, once the episode and the service is over with and you spent that, you dedicated that time, that moment on that, their schedule to worship. What are you doing in private? How are you applying those principles that you're learning um, online from these mega or um, mega uh, faith-based leaders? How are you applying those principles to be able to to be able to get through everyday life? For instance, there has been a lot going on with the multiple pandemics. Be there before, you know. Black and brown individuals had, you know, fighting to get access to certain things and privileges and and resources. And then the pandemic comes and then there's issues with the vaccinations. You know, who's getting vaccinated first and, you know, when, you know, vaccinations will come available because you got to stay alive to be the income earner or the provider for your family. You know, then you massively got laid off. You know, in a career that you've been doing for years and you don't have the skill sets to navigate and pivot from working in person in the public to remote working from home like some Americans had the fortunate opportunity to do. Uh, most of you sustained work-related injuries, whether it was COVID or non-COVID, and trying to get access to benefits because people's personal ideologies and political beliefs they intertwine them in their role in their job to serve the people. So we talking about worship life today because we need to we want to have a conversation. How are you applying those principles and those the biblical best practices that you're hearing that you're listening on on Sundays streaming or Bible studies on Wednesdays or some of the faith based leaders that's doing Facebook lives, YouTube videos, um Instagram lives, IGTV, Snapchat, TikToks. How is those principles irrelevant? Are they applying them to your life every day? How is it helping you to cope with people who are being rude and disrespectful, even though they're working from home for these entities that need your help? How are you doing that? Is it causing you to pray more? Is it causing you to fast more? Are you becoming more irritated and aggravated and agitated and you lashing out? Well, me and Mr. Gamble want to share some of the some of the highlight experiences we had endured during this pandemic. And one of them that was significant for the both of us is when he sustained a workman's comp injury. And there was a handful of people in our circle that knew. But I the response and the support we got was very shocking. Because at the end of the day, when you always a stallion or a lion and you always are showing strength, when you are wounded and weak, the people closest to you, they don't believe you because they think you'll just snap and jump right back. But in our case, that wasn't the case for Mr. Gamble. 
So I went from being an entrepreneur, full-time, I was already a wife, I was already doing things around the house, but now a new role has been added, even though it's part of our marital vows, it's the caregiver. So Ernest, let's talk about when you got injured, when you realized in February 29th, 2020, when you knew you was hurt full day that morning before you got off work, what went through your mind? Yes, one of the, the um, biggest things that went through my mind was, you know, as you uh, uh, mentioned earlier about whether it's a big platform ministry or uh, all the way down to the mediocre ministries of all the platforms. Um, there comes a point when none of those things is available to you. Right. Though you can see it, reach out to it, touch it. But when it's, when it's not your pastor, they're not your members. Mm -hmm. They're not the people you fellowship with day by day. There comes a time when you're in a zone by yourself. Yeah. And this is what the worship platform for me was like when I got hurt. I was by myself. I wasn't by myself not as separated from a relationship. Mm -hmm. But from a biblical perspective, people that you know you could fellowship with. Right, had a relationship with. Yes. Online or offline or in person, you know. Or text messages. Text messages and all that stuff. Um, just a telephone call away, they would say. Or, or a visit. But when I got hurt, Teresa, and when I realized that the injuries was major, Yep. So I was on a workman's comp before. And I just had a foot surgery. And even though that took me out for three years. Right. Now I have a major. Multiple. Multiple injuries. injuries. Yes. And. That are invisible. That they are invisible. Because when you look at you. You don't look <laughs> like you hurt. And that's the biggest misconception people make about strong willed people. Yes. Just because they don't look like they hurt or dress like they hurt, yes. that's that's not mean they're not hurting. And most time people think that because if you are hurt, you supposed to not look like you got a haircut. You don't supposed to look like you got a hairdo or you your, your clothes iron and you need and, and you just present yourself. See, before I got hurt, I carried myself like that anyway. So I don't feel like I have to look like um, I'm toe up because so, I got injuries. Right. Right. If you if you get cut, what's the first thing you do? You dress a bandaid on it. You put medicine on it. You're not going to leave it ugly and raggedy so everybody can see everything. And blood all, running and down. Blood you. So you're going to clean up. So this is a part that in your life, Anytime you injury or anytime you sustain a hardship, you don't have to look like your hardship or your injury. Take care of yourself like you've been doing before. But in my case, yes, I'm, I had continued to take care of myself. I had some invisible, un, underlying conditions. conditions of major injuries. Right. But at first, it was rough because... You couldn't raise your arms no. high enough. Your grip was gone. Your hands were shaking. You know, you lose your, you lost your balance to where you was walking on a cane. Because, I mean, these things people don't see. 
and don't believe because they know you. Oh, he'll bounce back. And you know another thing, uh, to, as you were describing my injuries and stuff, I want you all to know that we're talking about three bulging discs in my neck. That's on your nerves. And you got three in my back. That's on your nerves. And your and so, spine. And the, that's on the spine. And so those impact injuries, and then there's muscle, muscle soft tissue injuries as well. So when you got all of these things that is, is pounding against your nerves and all of your equilibrium at times, and pain that you can't even say ouch to, but you know you're in, in major pain. And because I didn't look like it, I swelled up pretty good like it though. I have gained, I have gained so much weight from it. And then with the medication on top of that, because all that medication, it ain't for what it's being treated for. And then you're gonna end up with other conditions and other pain they're going to cause and make um, you may have um, symptoms from. So you're saying that with these injuries since um, February 29th, 2020, mm -hmm. the only treatment you got was going to the primary care doctor once a month. Going to a therapy. Physical therapy. Yes. What about the specialist? Oh, no specialist at all. No, no specialist, no treatment. In other words, there was no treatment, even to this present day. So the employer who was responsible, the frontline manager that was responsible at this employer, yes. who failed to notify me that you was hurt, and did not take you to the emergency room. And did not only that to And I had to come, you had to come home and I had to take you. And you had the medical proof that you needed to see specialists. We ain't talking about one, we talking about four. And not only that. And because that the the job that that I was doing wasn't a position I applied for, nor did I had the certification or the license to do. So, do but what they did was they looked back on what I did in the past that I was certified that I could have did the job, but because the company didn't certify me through their system, but they knew I was certified through other companies I've been on. System, so they want to try to use that, and they and and, and because I, I ended up doing the job because during that time I was I had just moved and located to a, a, a place that um, I didn't grow up in, I went to another state, and you was on probationary period. So quite naturally, yeah. you're gonna do what's asked when you're on probationary. So with this injury and the way that this employer handled it. Mm -hmm. How significant was your worship life important for you not to snap, to lose it, to go off? Because we see it on the media all the time. People go back to these employers and they get mad, they go off, they shoot them up, they want to blow them up. How important was your worship to help you sustain your anger and frustration as an African-American man? Yes, first of all, because I was already worshiping. When you're used to doing something, even though you may experience a tragedy, yes, a trauma, a trauma, that worship is going to follow your trauma. It should anyway, right? Mm -hmm. um, so it was easy for me to continue to pray and worship and handle the trauma and all the hardship that I experienced from that injury and from that. Hardship of work. So praying and worship because it was already in me and I was doing it 
anyway. Mm -hmm. So my worship didn't, didn't have to be on nobody's platform. It didn't have to be in nobody's big church to the smallest church, online, offline, right? I didn't have nobody to come by and have to sit by my house and, and, and sit and pray with me. You know, I ain't had to call nobody to come by because I needed to hear from Jesus. Well, we, but we couldn't do that. No way. We was yeah. in the middle of a pandemic. This is the reason why we're talking about worship life because during the time this injury happened, the churches couldn't, the pastors and the members couldn't come and do the home visits and stuff. And because of the pandemic and the social distancing, we had to comply with. And that's why we're talking about you know worship life because it's important when you can't get to those traditional norms yeah. when you're having a spiritual or emotional traumatic experience or crisis how you know you made a valid point you had already had practicing and, and um, demonstrating worship in your life the whole time so worship is a guide to help you to be a gentleman and not only that because not only was I was, was was able to continue in worship, but because my mate, my wife Teresa, was also a significant part of that worship, right. of that prayer. Who prayed for me? I knew she was praying for me. I knew she was worshiping, going before God on my behalf. So when you have that morally support from your mate or whoever's in your home, that. COVID couldn't separate. See, so not only was I, I, I was double blessed to have it myself as an individual, but to know that I have it on the other hand from a praying woman like yourself, Teresa, to pray for me. So that made it easy when I go to work, easy when I travel, easy when I had to go to my doctor's appointment. It was easy to go when I go to therapy and you sitting out there waiting on me because of the, 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 the how many people can only be in the building and you had to sit in the car to all my appointments. Yeah. Didn't miss one. Nope. Not so one. knowing that you're interested because I know you have your own personal worship to the Lord. And, and that's rather, good to know as yeah. husband and wife. That you're, you know your mate have that independent relationship with the Lord to worship, mm -hmm. to pray. Because sometimes in a marriage such as ours, your worship and prayer life may be stronger than mine. Mm -hmm. And vice versa. Mm -hmm. So that's where the wedding vows come into play in sickness mm -hmm. and in health. And health. Because sometimes when you're sick, your prayer life is not as strong as you need it to be. To help you get through that sickness. But when you're married to somebody. Yeah. That has a life of prayer. A life of worship. A life of faith. Mm -hmm. That can can nurture and pray for you. And help build you back up. Mm -hmm. And strengthen you and along the way. It. But during the frustration. Because February mm -hmm. 29, 2020. That's a long time ago. That's almost over a year and a half. Yes. And for you still not to have treatment yet for these injuries. Which yes. we're transitioning to finally get into that realm. Because back then they were talking about surgery on your neck mm -hmm. that could possibly paralyze you mm -hmm. to relieve that pressure off your nervous system. Again, how significant was worship? You didn't have a pastor calling you. No. You didn't have, you know, the people you ministered to on jobs and, and, and relationships you had with coworkers and friends. Yes. When, how was it significant was your worship? 
my worship was very significant because when you worship to God and Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, you have a relationship. Mm -hmm. And when you have a relationship to God, you have a relationship to worship Him in spirit and in truth. He is the omnipotent. He is the one that He gave Jesus Christ permission through by His stripes. We are healed. And the, and the Holy Ghost that comes that comfort us. So when we worship to God and Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit for help, for comfort, to mend these broken wounds, if you don't have a relationship with Him, with God, and be specific, with God, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, when you don't have a relationship with the Trinity, mm -hmm. A lot of times you're not going to worship throughout the day. I remember when I was working for this company for about 11 years or so. I would spend, when I get in the morning and work started at 7. And I would already be headed out to my workplace. And when I get ready to start out there to my workplace, a lot of times I will not, I will end praising and worshiping him sometime after one or two o'clock. So I would spend hours where people say, oh, I'm just going to do an hour of fasting. I would spend hours just praising and worshiping him. And no that, songs. Right, that praise and worship could be just having a conversation. It can be, you know, talking scriptures. It can be a melody, a melody of songs or hymn he may put on your heart. There are different ways we can worship and communicate yes. with him. But you made a valid point during the day when we're working. Yes. Because we're working for other people. Yes. We're making other people wealthy. We're making yes. other people rich. But they're in helping them, making them rich, they pay us a certain salary to be able to do the job we're hired to do. Mm -hmm. And you have a set schedule. You have a set time that you have to do certain things. Mm -hmm. So my question is, what advice do you what you've going through or still going mm -hmm. through even though I'm walking through this journey with you as your wife mm -hmm. but I cannot imagine the frustration of not getting treatment for injuries over a year and a half yes it's very frustrating uh, again like I said um, when I talked about spending time worshiping in the mornings like that and a lot of times it went all the way until the night time so every day for me was worshiping to God is just great because why I have a relationship. It's just like I'm married to you, Teresa. Mm -hmm. I have a a, 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 a a responsibility to be your husband. Right. And to love you. Because of the vows we Because of the vows we made. Now, half of the day sometimes, I may not talk to you or show you, but before all that day gone, I'm always do what? Let you know I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you. Right? So and, and that's how the Lord and that's how we have to have that relationship in worship. We have to be conscious about worshiping the Lord and giving Him grace and thanks all day long. No matter what, if you have to go out and, and pump your gas and before you get back in your car, it may rest with you to praise and worship the Lord. So you do that. Now we're dealing with all of these um, hardships that I have been enduring even to this present day concerning this workman's comp situation. I had to focus to continue to force 
myself through my pain and agony and frustration not having money oh my god when I tell y'all taking my work comp pay and y'all know what that is about 270 or less 60 percent of your a week and you paying rent and utilities even though the government said hey don't pay nobody during the pandemic during the pandemic Yep. But when you have a landlord who disregard the government programs, and, and, and I didn't have no bank account money set aside where me and her can just get up and just leave. Either keep a shelter over our head, or we sleeping in the car, or somewhere in the woods, or in, in somebody's driveway at their business establishment somewhere. That's why worship is important. And when because I prayed and talked to the Lord them and had conversation and listen, don't let nobody tell you you can't talk to God. If he's your father, you talk to him, you talk to your natural father, you talk to him and your mother, etc. Right. Right? So don't let nobody tell you you can't ask God questions. Mm-hmm. He want he he wants you to ask questions. Of course. He wants you to talk to him. Because when you can't reach nobody, if you ain't serving God Jesus Christ, whatever God you serving out there, you should be able to reach him. Or reach it. But in my conclusion. Be- no, in before you um close out. Yes. This worship we're talking about is Christian based principles because that's where both of us was raised on. Yes. Both of us was middle children. Right. A lot of times middle children are neglected a lot. They don't have people to talk for them, advocate for them, speak up for them, or fight for them. And the only person that Ernest and I had growing up and even to this day. Is having that relationship with the Lord because he will listen to you when nobody else will listen. Yes. He will answer you when nobody else will answer. Well, what you mean, Teresa, he will answer? When you want to get back at people who know better to and know better and can do better, God will cause stuff to happen to them whether you're there to witness it or not. You'll probably hear about it from someone else because they know they shouldn't have did or said a certain thing to you. That's why we want to talk about worship because we put everything on the calendar. We make time for everything else. But I noticed during this whole time you was injured, you scheduled and you made time for yeah. worship and word. And yes, and, 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 and I'm glad you brought that up because you really made me thought about something. And I spoke about it earlier too. And I mentioned the Holy Ghost. Yes. A lot of times we are not healed or we don't get things answered. Because Jesus left the Holy Ghost to comfort us. As a comforter. As a comforter. And a lot of times we don't ask the comforter for help. That's good. We don't ask the Holy Ghost, the Holy Spirit, for help in all of these pains and the agonies and and these trauma and these situations. And he's just waiting there saying, hey God, I can't give you no response back because they didn't come to me. Because, yeah, I know they got to go to you and Jesus Christ. But Jesus made a, a commitment about a, a covenant to leave me here to help the people. That's true. And we do not go to the resource that Jesus left. Just like we flee our flesh, our spirit man has to be fed too. Yes. And because we don't we don't get comfort when someone hurt our feelings, we don't say Holy Spirit. And we don't tell the Holy Spirit why we are hurting. Why we ill uh, or, or have these injuries because this company failed to do the right thing. 
hold businesses responsible. So, Holy Spirit, I need you to fight on my behalf to hold this company. And in the meantime, I need you to help me with this pain that I'm feeling that I haven't got treatment for. Exactly. And why my feelings are hurt. Not because I'm, I'm, I'm weak and I'm a punk. Because there are feelings and pain that I've been insulted by this social unrest. And by work miscomp discriminations. Yeah. And policies. Yeah. And judges and lawyers. That and you know. That, that we're not. And even doctors. And specialists that will write wrongfully things against you. Falsely. To keep you from getting access. To benefit and monetary Compensate. So when I knew that I have a relationship and I can worship because I knew I can worship and go to the Holy Ghost to speak and do things on my behalf that I can't reach and touch. And so a lot of times people, you are blessed because you don't go to your resource. And when you worship God in Jesus Christ, they're going to send you to the resource he left here. That's good. You won't get a lot of healing from your trauma because you didn't ask the Holy Spirit to comfort you. Because when he comforts you, he works on your character. Oh so when God. those people that harm you or yes. wasn't there when you need them to move. That go for your children. That go for your, your if, if you're passing them or nobody that's supposed to be over the sick and shut in ministry can't reach Calling out to you. or praying. What's all on platforms when you can't go to Facebook and Twitter and tweet and they can't call you and come by you? Even if COVID got everything shut down. But you can't shut the Holy Ghost down. Nope, you sure can't. Can't shut down the comforter. Exactly. But there are so many ways yes. and ministries and worship yes. can help those they have been hurt. Yes. You know, Amazon is delivering everywhere. They sell food. Y'all could have put, churches can put together a virtual food box and ship it to those members who've been sick. Or those friends that you knew that was hurt and injured. You could have shipped them food for the month for their family. Or either send them, you know, household, household toiletries that's necessary. That was during the pandemic when they couldn't get out. Or either ask to pay the copay or pick up pay for prescription medications for them to be delivered. And they're still not doing it and they still don't want to help to this day. Exactly. Because again, you don't look like what you're going through. And that's why it's important you have to have a strong worship life. Yes. Because when people constantly keep remembering you how you were. And the strength you exude. They will never bless you. And when you get wounded. Oh my God. And you expecting for that reciprocity. Your worship life got to be stronger than ever. So you don't have a faint heart. That you don't become reprobated. And walk away from God. Because away. of people who say Lord, Lord. Mm. It's not doing what the Lord say we supposed to do and for one why, another. And that's why many don't say, God, where you at? Where you been? And I don't want to serve you no more. Because blah, blah, blah. And then all along, here's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Ghost sitting there and standing there at your midst. Waiting for you to ask for help. Ask for help. But even when you do ask for help oh, from the comforter. Oh, my God. We have to be prepared. Yeah. Because we can't predict and control how the help is gonna come. Mm, that's good, and Teresa. sometimes that's when good. no help don't come, God is having you in a transition phase yep. and a pivot stage where the people who should have helped you at your lowest, mm. when he rise you up in the next level, oh my god, that will be a place and a moment 
that they won't be able to enter in because where you are at peace and free, <laughs> they convicted because they knew when yep. they had, they could have helped. Mm -hmm. Like Tyler Perry say, the haves yeah, have nots. <laughs> so in this episode, we want to talk about and just share a little bit yes. of how important worship was for both of us during this pandemic. And yes. it still is. It still is. And a true walk of faith because Mr. Gamble can't do the stuff he used to do anymore. Mr. Gamble can't be the blue collar worker anymore. I can't do the but that does not make him no less of a man. Yep. He is truly that. He just have to operate and move differently. Yep. And sometimes when we are so loyal to the people and places and things of this world, God will disrupt your life to get what's due to him. And that is word, worship. So make sure you put pause and pray on your calendar <laughs> and word and worship on your calendar. Teresa, when I retired 2018, I should have stayed retired. <laughs> you ain't got to tell me to go to work for nobody else. Even they would have made a position for me in, in, in white collar, blue collar. I was going to stay retired. Because there's another plan and yes. purpose he has for your life. Thank you for listening and stay connected. Yeah. You've been listening to Courageous Conversation with Teresa W. Gamble. Courageous Conversation is powered by Carcier Resource Professional Consultant. Will you like to be a guest and have your story, lesson, and best practice to be captured in an audio psychopedia? We are currently reviewing applications for future guests to join us and we're especially interested in creating spaces for long-standing or multi-generational Black-owned businesses. For more information and to be considered, please email info at crpcnow.com to request an application. Be not weary in well-doing. You shall reap if you faint not. Galatians 6 and 9.